For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love and faith and purity. Till I come, attend to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you had, which was given you by prophetic utterance when the council of elders laid their hands upon you. Practice these duties, devote yourself to them, so that all may see your progress. Peace be to you, the reader. since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the Lord. Peace be to you who proclaims the gospel.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's uh, great to be in your midst again. In some ways it seems like a long time ago, and in some ways it seems like yesterday. I was hoping to hear Father Constantine preach, but uh, Father Matthew had other ideas. <laughs> so I wanted to highlight the beginning of the epistle. The Apostle Paul says to Timothy, For to this end we toil and strive. And you might be thinking, to what end? But then he answers that question. He says, Because we have set our hope on the living God who is the Savior of all men. We toil and strive. The, the church understands the necessity of desire in order to come to faith in Jesus Christ. Not just to come to faith, but to finish the race. And so it sets almost every year, around this, not necessarily around this time, but around this season, the Sunday of Zacchaeus. And yes, we are at the Sunday of Zacchaeus again. As I shared that fact with people, almost to a person, I got this look. Like, <gasps> already? Now I told my daughter that I would use this line. She's been waiting for 20 years for me to use this line. It comes from Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> Pollyanna. Pollyanna. Very close. <laughs> very, very close genres of movies. And when you have three daughters, you, you get them all mixed up. The line is, and it comes from the priest in the, in the movie, Death Comes Unexpectedly. They love that line. I don't know why. Maybe the way he delivers it, and I'm not delivering it that way. But the reason I'm sharing it with you is because so does the Sunday of Zacchaeus. It comes unexpectedly. And it's here. And it talks about desire. Everything was against Zacchaeus. Everything. He was short in stature. He was a chief tax collector, not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector, which meant that he was hated by his own people because he took what Rome wanted in terms of taxes, but he took more than that. Tax collectors were rich. They were rich because they stole from their own people by the authority of Rome. And he wasn't just a tax collector, he was a chief tax collector. And so he was not just rich, but he was very rich at the expense of his own brothers and sisters who were oppressed and tyrannized by Rome. And he took advantage of that. And he had honor and was treated especially well at the expense again of his brothers and sisters. Now I'm not going to just say that his own fellow Jews despised him. But so did the religious leaders. And so Zacchaeus was taking a huge risk, a huge chance. How many of us want to really put ourselves out there 
when the risk is really high of being utterly rejected. I know I don't. I hate being rejected. We have something deep within us that says we want to be accepted by people. We were created by a loving God for love. We were created by a triune God who is communal. We are communal by essence and we want to be accepted and loved. And this is deeply within us. And so Zacchaeus, putting all of that out there, risking it all, runs ahead of the crowd and he makes a fool out of himself. Because he was wearing very fine robes and beautiful clothing. And he climbs up a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus Christ. He had heard enough about this man. And he desired so greatly to see him. And not just to see him, but to have an audience with him. He wanted not just to lay his reputation on the line to risk rejection. He was willing to risk everything for a relationship with this Jesus Christ because of the potential of what he, by faith, felt that Jesus could offer him. Jesus stops in his procession. And he looks up in the midst of probably hundreds if not thousands of people. And he says, Zacchaeus... I'm going to come to your house today. You get to host me. Jesus takes a risk. Jesus puts his own reputation on the line. You can't be more of a risk taker than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He loves each of us so selflessly that He is willing to lay it all on the line, even more than Zacchaeus was that day. If Zacchaeus has desire that's this big for Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has desire that's this big for Zacchaeus and all of us. Zacchaeus, even though you are a chief tax collector and you are hated and despised, today I am coming to your house. We are going to have a one-on-one. That's how much I love you. And what happens at Zacchaeus' household is a miracle. He gives everything away. Half of what he has, and if he has cheated everybody, anybody, and he's cheated everybody, four times that. He gave it all away on that day for the pearl of great price. So the church holds up Zacchaeus, and this day, just before we enter into the triodion, as an icon, an example par excellence of desire. The same sentiments that Paul is sharing with Timothy. We are toiling and striving with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength that we may have that pearl of great price, the Apostle Paul says to St. Timothy. The church says to us, I want you to cultivate within you that same desire, that same willingness to lay it all on the line. Do we commit fully ourselves to Christ? Do we love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength? And are we willing to follow Him no matter what? Following the example of Zacchaeus. Now the beautiful thing today is that we have another great example that we commemorate. St. Maximus the Confessor. You don't hear the title Confessor too many times after a saint's name. And you probably don't hear that 
Well, I shouldn't say it that way. I'd say that, that this is... You don't ever hear St. Maximus without hearing his title, The Confessor. It goes with him like a hand and glove. What does it mean to be a confessor? It means that he desired Christ so greatly and he suffered for that faith. He loved the Lord. He was willing to follow Him no matter what. He was a great defender of the Orthodox faith in his day. He was a leader of monks. He was a theologian, not only in the academic sense, but he was a theologian in the truest sense that he knew God experientially. And he defended the two natures of Christ and that each nature, the nature that he shares with the Father and the Holy Spirit, his divine nature, has its own divine will because God is complete. And his human nature, which he shares with us, has its own human will because that nature too is complete. He is like us in all ways except for sin. He was willing because he wouldn't stop Writing the truth in the face of heresy, he had his right hand, the hand that he wrote, chopped off. But did that silence him? No, he kept speaking the truth. And I might have the order wrong. He may have had his tongue taken out and then his right hand, or he may have had his right hand taken out and then his tongue taken out. I can't remember. But there was nothing that was going to silence Maximus when it comes to expressing his love for Jesus Christ and his love for the people all around him. Let us not forget, it wasn't for his own sake that he kept speaking. It wasn't for his own sake that he kept writing. He knew the truth. He knew it in his head and he knew it in his heart, in every fiber of his being. Maximus not only loved Jesus Christ with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength, but he loved his neighbor as himself. He even loved his enemies, the ones who were persecuting him. I would, I would suggest that you cannot love Jesus Christ unless you love your neighbor, unless you love your enemy, unless your heart burns for the people outside the confines of the church. Unless you are going outside of yourself and you cease to think that the faith and the church is about you. When you realize that it is about the salvation of those who are in darkness. And this is Maximus. This becomes Zacchaeus after his conversion. This is the witness of all the saints in every generation. And this is what Christ is calling us to. Not just to make it successfully through Great Lent and to enter into the joy of Pascha, but way beyond that. God wants us to be so transformed by our desire and love for Him and our commitment to follow Him no matter what, that that transformation, that grace, that light, that love is translated into the lives of others. So on this day, a day of preparation, a day of reminder, May we cultivate and kindle a great desire to lay it all on the line and see the face of Christ, to love Him and to follow Him and to be a witness to Him. Also following the example of St. Maximus, the Confessor. Amen.